We gotta fix ourselves, girl. <laughs> Welcome to Mia J's toolbox. It's time to glow up. We growing and glowing and working on us. Mia J's toolbox got tools just for us. We going higher and higher. We going higher. We growing and glowing and working on us. Mia J's toolbox got tools to help us. That they need to grow and glow. Let your sparkle be your shine. Hey, sis, welcome to another episode of Mia J's Toolbox. I am your host, Mia J, and once again, like always, I'm so glad that you came back into the toolbox. Um, I have a special guest today, sis, <laughs> and she is a triple OG mama. She is a homegirl. She is very experienced in, you know, just life, and I enjoy having conversations with her. And so I've invited her to indulge in a conversation with me for us. <laughs> so welcome, Marsha to the toolbox. Hey, Marsh. Hi, Mia. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yes, I am too. I am too. I mean, I feel like we got so much to talk about. But today's episode, we're going to talk about relationships and balancing relationships with the many other areas of our lives that we've discussed previously. But just like what what do our relationships, not just from a romantic standpoint, but um, an intimate standpoint, but like from family and friendships and just even as we encounter people um, and have you know enter into relation and conversation with people and everything like how does that look are we happy with that are we kind of introverted is there something about you know like our a past experience that has us to where we we're not in great relation with others and so um I just want to talk about that with Marsha because I know she got some dope insight so I'm happy to hear it I'm happy for y'all to hear it and you know I'm just happy to be talking amongst my sisters so Marsha I'm glad to have you sis glad to be here let's get to it I'm ready let's get to it so on this topic of relationship and balance from both, like I said, the friendship um, standpoint, as well as from an intimate standpoint in some, you know, sort. How do I find time to balance these relationships that, I've, that I'm invested in? Like, how do I find time to balance them? How do I find time to cultivate them? How do I show up in these relationships, like in terms of working on myself? You know, like, how do I actually show up? And so that's some of the things I want to talk about. And for me personally, you know, in terms of the will of life that we've performed a couple of episodes ago, I feel like I'm about a good seven. And I say seven because um, I think that, you know what, let me take that back. I say a good eight, a good eight, because it's not like I want to be, you know, perfect, a perfect 10. But I feel like right now I have really good like friendships around like relationships with different women that I've encountered um I feel like I have this tribe of sisters Marsha mm-hmm. you included in that hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and see like even how I met Marsha it was through a mutual friend and I was like you guys you know it seemed like y'all have a lot in common that y'all could probably vibe in jail and so I'm with me having connections with other people that's connecting me to other people it's like all been really good like really dope women that I've met um 
nurtured, we've both nurtured a relationship and it's like I'm really happy with where I am in that and exploring, like just getting to know different people with boundaries in place and everything, but you're still like connecting with people. So I feel like I'm at an A. What about you, Marsha? What you think? How you feel? I think I can echo that, Mia. I may be at an eight as well. And I like the word balance that you use. It is absolutely an intentional thing you have to do. You have to be intentional and you have to balance because if not, you can get overwhelmed easily. So for me, I have to plan. It's about planning. I have four kids. And um, my kids are very active in sports. I have a tribe of women that I've cultivated since I've been in Atlanta. And I'm dating. So, again, in my profession as well. So, again, a lot of things going on at one time. But being intentional and balancing those things to make sure I'm not overwhelmed. But I'm also present at every single aspect or capacity with each segment is very important to me. Yes, and I'm glad that you used the word present, right? When I tell y'all, I just learned maybe within the last two years of what it meant to be present, right? Because, I mean, I think in a literal sense, you think, like, being present is being physically available, like physically in a place, right? And so that's what I was thinking, like I'm physically here, but it's not. You have to be present, mind, body, and spirit. You need to be intentional with your thoughts. You need to be in the now, not worrying about what's going to happen after you leave that that engaging experience. You, you can't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow, what just happened before. It's just being in the now. And so I didn't really know what that meant <laughs> for a long time. And even though it made me feel uncomfortable when I would be around people and if they were like on their phones the entire time, I'm like, I felt like there was a, a missing of presence, right? And they're like, no, like I'm here, I'm listening. And it's like, you can't listen intently when you're on your phone. So I knew that I felt like that, but I didn't really know that like that meant being present. And so, you know, and I didn't know that I needed to be intentional with doing it because that's what it means to be present. So now that I know, I do, I engage with people. I put my phone down, you know, I talk, I give eye can contact and things like that. So that's being present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I want to add to that, Mia, too. Let's take that present thing a little deeper. And being present in a particular stage in your life as well, because um, for me, I stayed at home with my kids for about eight, nine years. And sometimes you have stay-at-home moms that want to be at work and vice versa working moms that want to that want to stay at home. So I think being present in a specific stage in your life is very important too because everything, nothing lasts forever. This too shall pass, right? So you will absolutely not be in that particular stage forever. So enjoy that stage, be present in that stage, and then move to the next stage of your life. So we can take that present thing a little deeper it at looking at it from a longevity standpoint of okay I have to be present right now because this is what I am doing and I will not be doing that forever and just be comfortable with that that at, be comfortable at that time I agree with you I totally do and just even hearing you talk about you know being a stay-at-home mom a lot of our sisters is out here listening they are mothers and I am too and I mean, do you feel like 
in the role of being a stay-at-home mom, do you feel like that at that at that moment you were present in that, you know, or kind of were you thinking about the future coming out? Like, do you feel like that's when you learned? Did you apply presence in that scenario? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's a simultaneous thing, right? You have to be present because you cannot be the best version of yourself. Your kids will not get the best version of their mom. But you can do things at the same time and plan for the future. I know that I didn't want to stay at home forever, or this particular person may know that this isn't forever, so let me start to plan to move forward, but still be happy and content in the space that I'm in. So absolutely, I was extremely present, and I just maximized it. I tried to be, I was room mom. I signed my kids up for every single thing possible that I could sign them up for, to be quite <laughs> May have been a little overload, but I just, I maxed out at that stage of my life and made the best of it. And then now that I'm in my career, I'm thriving in my career, I'm happy, and it's, it's all full circle because I would not have traded being able to stay at home with them for a career and vice versa right now. I'm extremely content with my career and I don't want to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> So that's super funny that you even say that because I try like staying doing the stay at home mom thing and I mean I commend stay at home mothers like I really I commend you like I'm about to give you a hand clap <laughs> because I swear I really wish that it was in my my just DNA to do that because I mean I see the benefit being that you are you're present with your kids you recognize a lot you know when you're with them, you know, so much of the time and you're spending time, you're getting to know them on another level. It's like, it's really, yeah, you're, you're being there. Like, they always know, like, for real, for real, without a shadow of a doubt, like, mom about to be there because you were there. And so, even though I'm not stay-at-home, I definitely am, like, a part-time stay-at-home mom. Like, <laughs> part-time, you know, like, and full-time. Right, I was just going to say, you're always a full-time mom, regardless of if you work outside the home you're always there full-time, but I, I get what, I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Down, for sure. I mean, and I do agree with that, too. I'm a full-time mom. I don't never turn off the switch like, oh, I'm out of mama mode. Like, I'm always <laughs> in that mode, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it's kind of be like having the baby on me, all, like, with me all the time. Like, yeah. Nah. I was like... <laughs> you're not about that like me. Uh-uh. I did it for, like, about a year with Aria, and that's why she's so clingy to this day. I nursed her for over a year and so like she stayed with me she wasn't in school for the first year but I just felt like so many times within it I needed an outlet like I just felt like OMG <laughs> like <laughs> is this all life has to offer and it kind of made it hard for me to be present you know in that because I was just kind of like always thinking about the future that's what made mm -hmm. me ask like I was like oh I can't wait I get oh they go to school oh, I can't wait to you know I get back to doing me and as selfish as that sounds as selfish as I felt you know that I was being it was just like I felt that I needed to balance mm -hmm. you know that relationship and that that like that family like me as a mom and in that mode or whatever and then fulfilling like some of the things that I want to do but balance within balance because I do think boundaries were necessary but I just felt like you know I needed to I don't know I just needed a little bit more mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I like again balance came into play and intentional everything that you felt 
when you were at home with her is a very natural feeling, right? right? It's something that I'm sure every mom has felt. But with being intentional, giving yourself those intentional thoughts, and even sometimes talking to yourself, it's okay to give yourself a pep talk and say, look, this too shall pass. This will not be forever. My kid is not going to be small forever. So let me enjoy these moments right now, today, because I'll look up and she'll be 16 and out the house and not wanting to spend time with me. So, right. But again, those feelings are extremely natural. They happen. It's nothing we can do about it. But, well, let me take that back. It is something we can do about it by being intentional with our thoughts and intentional with our actions once those feelings come to surface. Exactly. And I'm glad that you said everything. Look, it's like all I can just keep saying. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. And I say that because we, this is the, the topic is on relationships. And this is why I'm glad that I do have a tribe now because Marsha, she's been there. She's done that. She stayed at home. She's come out of that. Her boy, she's a triple OG mama. She got teenagers. One of your sons are grown, right? What, 16? No, grown. 16. He, th- he thinks he's grown, but 16. no, he's absolutely not grown. So I've made the executive <laughs> decision. People who have teenagers, they're triple OGs. Like, it's just not grown and gone. Like, you, it's, it's, you have a teenager. Like, that's a whole new ball game of, like, you enter into that. I can only but imagine, right? So but for you to be able to tell me that and just be like, you know, be reminded that this only lasts for so long. Like, this moment, like, it only lasts for so long. Like, they're going to be big. They're going to be gone. And even though a person would be like, you should be able to think on that on your own, but to talk to someone who have experienced or who has experienced it, um, it's just, it's a lot more meaningful. And it can give you, like, a little bit more, like, hope. <laughs> <laughs> There's hope on the other side, for there sure. Is. There's the light at the end of the tunnel. It is. And so I appreciate that. And that's why going into like just the whole relationships and having a tribe, right? You know, I hear a lot of people say like, oh, I don't gel well with women, females or whatever. And I definitely do think that as you engage with people, you do it with caution. You know, you can't just be open book. You just can't invite everybody into your space, everybody into your energy. You have to have discernment. You need to pray for it. Um, an intuition to be able to to be able to sense people's their their spirits their energy like it needs to be intent like spiritually you know and and physically and mentally as you select those people who are going to come into form your your tribe and so for me right now the reason I say I'm at an eight is because I'm at this happy place where I don't feel like it's people coming into my space that's disrupting energy they're not bringing any drama I'm like I don't even gossip like for real for real like if it's not like hey what do you think to do better in x y and z like or just providing some advice like some positive advice like I really am really thriving in that area with these with this tribe that I have come in contact with an encounter and I am so thankful for it because it's really fulfilling it's really really fulfilling and I was missing that component in my life for a little while but now that I'm just kind of I'm good, you know, like I'm I'm just good. Like I'm I'm really good in that area. And so Marsha, you mentioned that since you've moved to Atlanta and like I I don't know how long that's been exactly, but you said that you have a good tribe. Like how did you get into selecting your tribe? Good question. I don't know how long I've been in Atlanta either, Mia. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been about 14 years now, wow. which seems very crazy. But to your question, how did I find the girls that I, a lot was built through sports? My kids are in competitive sports, as I mentioned earlier, and you spend a lot of time 
with those families. And I met two of my girlfriends there from from that area of my life. And then just introduced to other girls. And it just, you, you vibe and you connect with essentially who you are. You are, you, you attract who you are at whatever stage in life that you're That at, is so true. Right? <laughs> so I've been blessed and fortunate enough to have attracted great people. I mean, I that the girls that I'm around, they're motivating, they're encouraging. As you mentioned, the gossiping. No one is gossiping. It's just, you know, we're, we're trying to plan our next business move and see how we can support each other in that aspect. And I mean, we're having fun, we're hanging out, we're traveling. So um, you, you, you attract what you are. And if you're, if you're consistently attracting that the drama girls, you need to take a step back and say, why am I attracting that? Is it something in me? I'm going to need you to run that back. We need to rewind. <laughs> Spin it back. Rewind. You know, it is. It is it's, and that's that higher level thinking, right? Why am I always attracting the drama queens? You know, what, what, what do I have in me to say I like that, right? So if we, um, we once we elevate ourselves... Everything else that comes into our space will be elevated. And if not, just remove it. Remove it out of your life quickly and to make space and to make room for the positivity. I agree. I totally agree. And I'm totally like all of that. Everything that you just said, like I ditto it, you know. And I'm just overall in a happy, balanced place in a lot of different areas of my life and so if we go into like you know romantic relationships like where are you like I am in such a good place with my romantic relationship just because I have balanced these other areas which is allowing me to thrive personally and I don't have to put a lot of strain on a relationship trying to seek so much out of it you know and just you know have that mindset like you're my heir you the air that I breathe. <laughs> I can't go on without you. Like, I used to think, you know, shamelessly enough that that was the type of, you know, that's like a healthy love, fulfilling relationship. Like, I want you to be my everything. I want to spend all of my time with you. I just want you so much. <laughs> you know, and I did. But then it's like, I had to learn that, you know, that's, you want to be able to be self-sustainable. Like, if anything were to ever happen and life had to go on, where I could still be able to do that and have myself, you know, you're not the end all be all. Like I am the the beginning and the end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like to be just to put some more emphasis on me, because I think you just put too much emphasis, too much like that could you be trying to like make that a ten, and it's just like nah, like you know that that's too much energy put in one area, you know, for me personally, and it's not for everybody. Some people in relationships they need something totally different. So for them to thrive, you know, they may need something different. For me, I'm good with just being balanced in all of these other areas because I'm like, I juggle so much that the more that I'm balanced within myself and I, I, I like am whole within myself, I'm like whole for 
my relationships, with my family, with my friends. I can show up as a good friend. I can show up as a good woman. I can show up as a good daughter, sister. You know, I can networking with me in business. I, I'm not so moping, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm so unfulfilled within myself. That's what it always boils down to for me. So mm-hmm. I know relationship-wise, like, I'm good. Yeah, but. yeah. I like what you... um. When you spoke about the be-all, end-all and saying that you, you know, when you were younger, you thought that was healthy. And to be quite honest, it's actually unhealthy. Right, right. (laughs) It's on the opposite end of the spectrum. But the thing is, you, intimate relationships, friendships, personal family relationships, they all start with you and they end with you. So if you aren't healthy, if you aren't whole, then how can you have a healthy relationship? And that, at the end of the day, that's, it starts with you and it ends with you. And if you're coming to, into any kind of relationship, specifically an intimate one, and you're looking for your partner or your husband, your spouse, to um, fulfill those insecurities, it's probably not going to work out for you. Right. And I think that's probably what it boils down to, you know, like, and making yourself whole, like kind of like filling in those holes of insecurities, you know, so you don't have all of these, you're not holy with insecurities, you know, you fill them up yourself, you're not looking for somebody else to do it, and you find a way to get there, because it, it's like once you get there, you just radiate differently, mm-hmm. like I feel like people are responding, like late, late, just, I'm not going to just say lately, like as if I'm, I started the podcast and that's what happened but I would say in more recent years I've know that I'm radiating differently like I'm attracting people like it's like the way I attract people now to me it's like a magnet and not even on no, no flashy BS you know what I'm saying it's just like I don't know it's like that energy. Just, it's, it's a energy. good energy mm-hmm. and I'm like this is yeah it's like people responding to me differently you know I mean it's just it's working out like it really is so right. I'm feeling good I love it. I love it, Mia. It's life is life is complicated. I mean, you you have to. I like to use the um, quote: "Get comfortable with being uncomfortable," because there will be a lot of times that you're uncomfortable in your life. And for me, I always look at that being uncomfortable as that's where I'm growing, right? right. That's where I'm becoming a better version of myself. Again, being present and knowing that and seeing that and feeling it and jumping right in it, not avoiding it. It's okay. We all have insecurities. We spoke about, you know, not bringing our insecurities into the relationship. And I want to retract a little bit because we all have insecurities. But it's knowing what those insecurities are, accepting those insecurities, and still trying to find a way to work on them to make yourself better, but not hiding them because they're there and not being ashamed of them either. But again, you we still want to work on them to be a better version of who we are, a better version of who we were yesterday, a better version of who we were last year. And that's the go- that's always the goal, and that should be the personal goal, is to become a better you, not a better, not to one-up Mia, not to one-up someone else, but to always try to one-up ourselves. Right. You show, right? Because people be concerned with the wrong. Like, I'm not your competition. Be in competition with yourself because you show not mine. Absolutely. Like, literally. Like, I cannot compare you because I can't, I I don't, 
can compare myself to you, your whole situation, story, life, living situation, everything about you is different. And I just can't compare to that, you know, like... You know, like, and not in no, like, oh, you're b- above me. It's just like we in two different lanes. Like, they don't even intersect. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm I'm running in my own lane. <laughs> <laughs> Preach. So if you take that into these friendships, I think with that mindset, connecting with different women and just owning that, like, it's like you probably will be able to sustain and be balanced in that area because ultimately you're going to be showing up People are going to be attracted to that type of energy, and you're going to be thriving, and you'll be able to get good people, not just a whole lot of life fillers, you know what I'm saying? People to just fill up the room, fill up space, fill up, you know, like, make pretty pictures with. Like, you can get some really intentional relationships organically, naturally. So That's ma'am. I love it. Yeah, well, I guess ending this all up on relationships, right? One thing that I would like for you to do after listening to this episode is to define what a healthy relationship is to you. What does it look like and what does it make you feel like? What type of boundaries do you want to establish? What are deal breakers? You know, what are you looking to gain and what are you looking to supply to this relationship? You need to answer those types of questions so you can know exactly the type of person that you're inviting into your space. Because once you know that, all of the energy of you acknowledging and knowing this, the intention put behind it, you're going to show up this way and you're going to start attracting the people that you acknowledge by writing this down and being intentional. You're going to manifest exactly what you are establishing, right? And so that's... That's why I'm going to challenge you to do that. I'm going to continue to do it to ensure as I'm growing and as I'm glowing that I am, you know, attracting the right type of energy and vibes and just everything that's in the everything and everybody who was so for like elevating themselves and helping me to elevate myself like that's who I want around me so that's what I'm gonna ask you to do after listening to this and Marsha and I will leave you with something memorable right (laughs) something memorable so you will not forget some of the tips tools and the support that we've provided for y'all um so mine will be a quote that I found on Pinterest because I love Pinterest (laughs) and if you haven't used it I would say definitely use it because it's bomb but mine's will be be around the light bringers the magic makers the world shifters and the game changers they challenge you break you open uplift you and expand you they don't let you play small with your life these heartbeats are your people these people are your tribe my tribe is a vibe okay (laughs) marcia Marsha, you can tell the uh, tell my good people, you know, what you want to leave with them. I love that one, Mia. I don't Thank think you. mine is that profound. It doesn't but... have to be. <laughs> you on your own lane, sis. <laughs> it's something to leave, though, I will say that. Okay, sure. so mine is a quote as well. And it is attract what you expect, reflect what you desire, become what you respect. Yes, and I'm going to... Gone do my poetic snaps. It wasn't a poem, but <laughs> I like that. It was so good. It's so refreshing to hear those uh, sorts of words and you know to manifest those types of words um, into our lives. And so I want to leave that with you guys. Thank you for joining in, and I hope to see you each and every Saturday for Shower Talk Saturdays. 
an effort to grow and glow ourselves all 2020. <laughs> Bye, guys. And if you like the tips and the tools that you receive by listening today, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you really, really liked what you received today, be sure to rate, review, and tell a sis to tell a sis to listen to Mia J's Toolbox, which is now available on all major platforms. And also follow me on I Am Mia J on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You got this, sis. It's time to glow up.